I am Daniel Lucas and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that I read for the last 40 years. And today, I have my special guest. He is a self-made millionaire, best-selling author, and of course, 2024 U.S. presidential candidate, no other than Mr. Harvey Wizard. Hello, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Yes, Mr. Harvey. Thank you for your time. And can you please introduce yourself? Imagine a life more extraordinary than fiction, where every setback is a setup for a comeback, and every low point leads to a higher calling. Four marriages couldn't tame him, tragedy couldn't break him, and even exile couldn't hold him back. Now he's running for president of the United States. Harvey Wizard offers a treasure trove of wisdom for the brave, the broken, and everyone who believes that age is just a number when it comes to living a life of wealth, health, and adventure. Buckle up as you embark on a ride with me, Harvey Wizard, a 65-year-old rebel who redefines what it means to live life to the fullest, regardless of your past. Now, <laughs> sounds interesting, Mr. Harvey. And of course, at what point in your life that you want to be the president of the most powerful country in the world? Sure. Well, you know, a lot of my life... Um, it is is owes itself to impulsivity, you know, things that I just decide, ah, what the heck? And the next thing you know, I'm doing it like I know what I'm doing. I mean, I went from doing five-minute open mics to headlining at a comedy club uh, in a matter of about a month, and it's normally supposed to take about 10 years. So when it comes to running for president, here I was sitting at my desk in Costa Rica. I'm an American citizen, but I live full-time in Costa Rica. And I was just looking at the jerks, at, from my point of view, who are running for president of the United States. And I look at my resume, and I think to myself, you know, I'm better qualified, and I look better. Um, so I went on the internet, and the internet is so helpful. There's a YouTube video that tells you how to fill out the form for the Federal Election Commission if you want to run for president. And what was so fascinating is they didn't even ask my social security number, which I thought was strange, you know? <laughs> so, because okay. let me, let's just suggest that maybe the name Harvey Wizard doesn't have one, you know what I mean? But, but yes. I just, but I'm known as Harvey Wizard. I've got, you know, I am Harvey Wizard. Nobody else is Harvey Wizard. And so I fill out the form and then the last requirement is you need a bank account in the name of the political committee, which in this case would be Harvey Wizard for president. And don't you know, in spite of the Patriot Act and all this stuff about being so careful about bank accounts, don't you know, within that same 20 minutes, 
I had a bank account open for Harvey Wizard for president. You're allowed to be the candidate, the treasurer, and the person in charge of all the records. You can do it all yourself. And then I was like, crap, I'm running for president. (laughs) (laughs) And and then I started thinking, what could I do with this, you know? And and, and honestly, because I have a lot to offer, um, I'm trying to completely revolutionize the way that um, co- the college admission process and things like SAT tutoring happen in the U.S. because it's all crap and the people in it are basically price gouging and providing inferior product because I have a better product. And, and, it, and, it, and the whole thing got into a little bit of a... Um, it's like a soap opera, right? Because the, the head of the industry in a private meeting with me admitted that what I do makes everybody else in the industry look like an idiot. And he wanted to buy me out, right? But I turned him down. And now recently he started saying that he never said it because because he sold the company. And if it gets out that he's admitting that his whole method is crap, right? Then, Then there's a lot of angry people and a lot of... So that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to use running for president as my final lever to actually complete my SAT holy war. And I I declared an SAT holy war uh, many months ago. I I said, everybody that's in this industry is effectively incompetent and selling crap and taking advantage of of, of, uh, parental... desperation because getting into colleges you know the, the competition is insane and yes i do have a hundred percent record getting kids into these schools but beyond that you know i've made millionaires and the, the thing is that people don't know me that much yet so that's part of my campaign i was like you know what i my campaign is jobs for all scholarships for all brutal honesty for all and anybody c- comes to the wizard organization I will hire. I will explain how you can be <laughs> be hired by basically the the wizard organization wherever you are in the world because I have a vast network. I can give you a legitimate job and and if you want your kid to get into college, I can show you how to get the scholarship. So I've got all this to offer and luckily by running for president people will let me on podcasts like yours. So it gives me a platform to change the world. And then I discovered, as I, you know, these, I just picked these things up as I, as I moved through. Um, I actually had another podcast host who happens to be a Trump supporter who wants to be my vice president. So now it turns into a candidacy that could actually unite the country. And beyond that, as an internet marketer, I'm working fully on list-based building of my um, of, of those who will vote for me. So I can do it without the money that plagues American politics. And so, by winning, I could actually take money out of American politics and write what's become a crazy system. So there you go. There you go, Mr. Harvey. So what do you think is your big advantage between Biden and Trump? Well, first of all, well, get the, my first advantage is 
absolute independence. And beyond that, beyond that, um, I am the most dangerously honest man in the world, or at least in America. Because in America, everybody is constantly worried about saying something that could trigger someone with money and power to sue you for defamation, you know? And, uh, and there's a lot of that going on in the U.S., so that's why people won't say things like I can say. I've set it up where the only thing I own in the world is the right to live in my paid-for house here in Costa Rica. And any other companies are not owned by me. I don't own them, you see? So maybe if I act as an advisor to a relative's company, whatever it is, the point is, from a legal standpoint, I'm invincible in civil court. Like, you can try to sue me, but it's kind of a waste of your time, which also means I can speak the truth and reveal secrets, which I'm doing in the book. Yes. six. That's right. We're talking about my book, 65-Year-Old Badass, 21 Unconventional Secrets to a Life of Wealth, Health, and Adventure, which you get right now, and we'll change the link later, um, then after publication, but basically you just go to harveywizard.com, you get on the list, and then you will have the opportunity to purchase the book for a dollar on the day of publication, which is March 4th, 2024, my 65th birthday. So all anybody has to do is go to harveywizard.com and get it for a dollar, and then uh, after publication, we'll see what the price is, and then you'll have to pay full price. Because this isn't just all of my secrets of how I've made my millions completely from scratch. You know, I grew up lower middle class, and I tell how I did that. But also, all of my polymath accomplishments. How I, after only knowing how to play guitar for about a month, I was performing on the same stage as Laurel and Hardly, Hardy at the Edinburgh Theatre in Edinburgh, Scotland, when I was just 19. So that's, how did I do that? How did I make $150 an hour singing in the street? How did I get start to get myself booked on talk shows um, when my, with my songwriting business? How did a psychic lead me to a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the president of Capitol Records in Nashville, Tennessee. How did I end up? How did I end up by taking the wrong pill, marrying not one but two Romanian webcam girls consecutively, not simultaneously? What do you think I am? And yes, I have the only <laughs> I have the only English-speaking comedy club that I built in back of my house here in Costa Rica because I have my comedy alter ego, Papi Azucar, which means sugar daddy in Spanish. It also means I'm positively irresistible to gold diggers oh, of, wow. every of every gender <laughs> and diabetics <laughs> and diabetics. We can't leave them out. So, yes, and it's all, it's all in the book, but then we get into the good stuff, okay? Because, you know, it, since I've been vilified by ex-wife number one, and even my own rabbi, my favorite rabbi, excommunicated me. So why am, should I protect people anymore? Yes, in the back of my book is the transcript of my one-man show, Papi Azukar, Sweet Revenge, 
where I'm naming names, ruining reputations, destroying at least one marriage, and who knows, maybe causing a heart attack or suicide or two. Who knows? It's a powerful book, and you can get it for just a yes. dollar when you sign up at HarveyWizard.com. And hey, that's not all. When you sign up at HarveyWizard.com, you'll get an application for a basically a work-at-home job, and I and have will change the world together because that's part of what I'm doing for this whole admission billion-dollar admission coaching. Uh, industry in, in the U.S. that I want to dismantle. And the way we're going to do it is instead of paying these fat cats money for crap, we're going to reallocate it. So I'm giving 10, basically 10% of the entire company goes to the parents who are going to help promote the right way to approach all of this and get rid of the desperation, be real about the work the kids have to do and that's how we're going to rebuild America. I've also got a lot of real, if, if people go to harveywizard.com and click on the merchandise button, I've got, some, I've got some seriously vile political merchandise. Because remember, I don't have to worry about being sued. So, you know, since I say that Elon Musk, by virtue of him letting all those anti-Semites on X and giving its power, I'm saying that by that I'm saying that Elon Musk is fundamental, fundamentally complicit, and you can join me if you think that's true uh, by purchasing my Elon Nazi T-shirt. Yeah, it's and I, and I got AI to help. I just said, can you give me a picture of Elon Musk where he's dressed and so you can't put Nazi in there, or you, or, or, you, or you get or you get taken out by the ChatGPT sensor. You have to be a little slick, right? So I said, can you create a picture of Elon Musk wearing a World War II German uniform? You see how I got around it there, okay? And then, and then I just and then I just took the words E L O. N-A, put a space and an I at the end, and put a nice bloody swastika where the Z should go. People get the message really quick. And then, and then I'm going to make limited editions of all of my cool merch where you will be able to buy for a $1,000 donation to the Harvey Wizard for President campaign. See, let's have a little fun. Let's have yes. a little fun. And, and, you know, and, and, and let's give people the opportunity to become political campaign memorabilia investors. I mean, why not? Why not add that to everything you get when you hook up with Harvey Wizard? Yes, definitely. So can you tell us the process, become a self-made millionaire? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's easy. First, you have to find your edge. And that's right in the book. The biggest problem people have is that they start businesses that have no real reason for being. You need an edge. So, and and our the, the first business that made me a, a, a millionaire was a business that did, that provided pregnancy massage in Manhattan. So we were catering to very wealthy uh, women who lived on the Upper East Side who were pregnant in many cases getting pregnant a little bit older, um, you know, late 30s to early 40s, where they experienced a lot of back pain. And we had found 
a special massage table that lets pregnant women lie in their stomach. And as it turned out, that was our hook. That's a thing that nobody else had. And then we had to outdo, we had to create an edge for our marketing. Everybody in Manhattan wanted to, um, you know, be able to get referrals from all the obstetricians, right? Because the obstetricians know where the pregnant women are. And after a couple of weeks of trying to set up appointments that was going nowhere, I recognized that the offices were very, very busy. And I also recognized that I saw a few brochure holders on, on the uh, sort of the tables around the chairs in that, in that waiting room. And I just made my own brochure holder, put brochures about our pregnancy massage practice and use the idea that they're so busy. Let me just use the, I'll call it the assumed sale. I would just walk up to, just walk into the office, go to the receptionist, and this is my whole sales pitch. Hi, we do pregnancy massage. Could I put this over there? 95% of the time they said yes. So basically, we had access to all the pregnant women in a way that nobody in not just our, what we were doing, pregnancy massage, there were every other industry in Manhattan, we basically beat them all out. So now we had a source, now we had our lead source, now we had our unique product, and then I found a loophole. This is our, my third edge. I found a loophole in the health insurance contract, which basically would force these insurance companies to pay for massage for pregnant women. You know, I mean, we got it. We got it prescribed by the by the physicians, and that's all we needed to do. But fundamentally, the way the pregnant women were looking at it was, oh, I can go three times a week and get my and get a massage because we build the insurance directly because it was so profitable. Yeah. Oh, sounds interesting. And that's how we did the, that was, that was the first multi-million dollar business. Started with a $500 investment. You actually have to be better than your competition. You have to find your edge. Mm-hmm. That's the tip for Mr. Harvey, at what age did you realize that you're good in writing? Good in writing? Yes. Um, I, I guess when I was, well, when I was pretty young, or actually, I'll, I'll even call it ad writing. When I was 11, I, I figured out how to win a national contest that got me a set of encyclopedias that I sold, and that's how I started my first photography business at 11. So... Yeah, I was, I, I just, I, I just always figure stuff out, you know, um, and and then, I guess the writing is just a function of me expressing myself. Supposedly, when I was, I don't know, very very young, uh, and because I'm I'm small, um, my mother recalls people saying that baby talks, that baby talks. So I've been. Yeah, and 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 then and then and then I guess I learned how to write at six. So there you go. It, it, the 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 writing is for me is just a uh, uh, just an extension of my big mouth. Who are your favorite authors that influence you the most? Let's see. Um, I would say you know it's it's interesting because my favorite book um, is Zen in the Art. Of motorcycle maintenance, um, which I guess I think it was written in the seventies, and it it influenced me a lot because of it, it revolved around a, a course I took uh, when I was at college 
Um, and the, it, the name is, it, it's written by Robert Persig. And I guess it, when I think of the fact that I've, I've written my own book that is similar to, to Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, it's, a, it's, a, it's part metaphysical, it's part philosophical, it's, um, and, and still autobiographical. And so I suppose that's certainly, um, you know, an, an influence on me. I mean, actually, um, I'm, I, I think more in terms of influence, I suppose, from songwriters, because I am uh, I, I'm lucky enough to be a published songwriter. Um, and yeah, just the, you know, in terms of what, so when you, you ask about authors, I, I more think about songwriters like, um, like Jackson Brown or, um, or Don Henley or, or Bernie, or, or Bernie Taupin. Um, because I suppose that's what I spend time studying, you know, in terms of writing very short form. And, and I have to be honest, uh, you know, that this book that I've now written and I've, people have been asked me to write a book for years. And, and the truth is I'm, I, I prefer speaking. <laughs> so I've been too lazy to put the book together, but I, I sort of made the commitment. I was going to have the book done and to the publisher on January 1st, I didn't start it until December 24th. And I sort of detail how I'm doing it in the, as I'm writing the book. Like, yes, now it's December 24th and I'm just starting to write this book. And then on December, uh, on January 1st, I write the exact time as I finish the book. And I did it by using um, ChatGPT and a, and a couple of other... Um, a couple of other techno assists. So I basically, while on vacation in Vienna, and because I get up earlier than my wife, I would go into the bathroom, close the door. Uh, then I would dictate for about 30 minutes and that would give me a chapter. And then I use a software called Descript to uh, to take, take the, the, the voice, transcribe it into text. And then the key was just the exact right prompt that I gave to ChatGPT. And it took my dictation and wrote the whole book in a uniform style. And in, yeah, three, basically in three hours a day, um, for seven days, I've got 50,000 words. Mm -hmm. What was the writing process like for this book? Uh, did you face any significant challenges along the way? Um, the only, the, the only challenge was when, uh, my wife got up a little early and needed to use the bathroom and then that kind of screwed up, you know, my dictation process. But other than that, um, it, every, everything went quite smoothly and luckily, and you, you can email me for this if you're in Vienna. Um, I found, I found, I found gummies that I always find assist the creative process and supposedly you can't get them in Vienna, but I, there's a place where you can get it and pay for it on your credit card if you need a little gummy help. And I think the people who need to know what they need to know, they know that now they know. Definitely. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> 
So, Mr. Harvey, before we go, and I want to shout out to the people listening according to my ranking tops in the last 30 days. Because in Jamaica, I got number one on the Apple chart, Cameroon at number five, Zambia at number nine, Cambodia at number 31, Japan at number 49, Malaysia at 66, Egypt at 97, and a lot more. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world like Mr. Harvey Wizard. So, Mr. Harvey, let's talk about your latest book. Is there particular authors or books that influence your writing style or content of this book? I would say, if you want to, you know, because I'm thinking um, who you know, who would I like to model myself after? I would say maybe someone like Philip Roth, um, you know, who, who wrote about his own sexuality. He was another Jewish guy. So, um, so certainly that, um, I, I mean, really in my, in my writing, I, I'd prefer to be influenced by people like, like comedians, like Lenny Bruce, um, or, or, or certainly George Carlin, um, and, and and Dave Chappelle actually, um, because you know the the back of the book has my comedy. That's what it's. The, so I'm sort of combining everything. First, it's it's the writing. Um, it's it's a story of my life. I mean, there there are even there are. It's even set up as a how to, right? So that there's questions at the end of each of the 21 chapters to try to help the reader if they wanted to model parts of their life like mine. So I suppose, you know, even uh, writers like, uh, like Wayne Dyer, I mean, you know, I, I'd certainly, you know, I, I can't say that Shakespeare influences <laughs> what I do, you know? Uh, so, so it's hard, it's hard going for the, uh, you know, going for the sort of classic, writer although then again there's joseph heller catch 22 i suppose that would be uh an influence certainly in in the way i think about things what message or lesson of any would you like your book to impart to the readers oh absolutely that practice is everything practice is everything because you can take somebody who doesn't have the talent you know, doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the inborn skill. And if they're willing to practice 10 times more than the next guy, they're going to win. And the reason almost everybody fails is when they fail to keep going and keep, and keep practicing. And basically by underestimating how hard things are and, and yeah, practice. And if, if the thing that you want is that much better? And it's the kind of thing that everybody wants, like being a millionaire, multi-billionaire, being able to be a digital nomad, uh, live where you want, make as much money as you want, live essentially tax-free, all of these things. It requires just more work and practice. And yeah, that's it. And, it, and, and, it, and that's why I say, you know, even in America, everybody's gotten lazy because they've forgotten that it really... If you want anything, it takes work and giving up after a week or a month or sometimes 
after a year. And, and let me tell about how I got my first song published because this, this will illustrate it. Um, I was happy, and this has been in the 80s, I was writing every day and I found a song publisher who would at least respond. And, and, and it was basically with one sentence most of the time, I would send a tape and you put all the work into it, you record it, you know, this is the song, and it came back, doesn't knock my socks off. But, but I was happy for that because most of the time you send it to a publisher, you get nothing or just, right, or just no. It doesn't, doesn't knock my socks off. I kept sending that guy a song like every week or two for 18 months. At the, and at the point, of the, the, the punchline is at the end of the 18 months, I get a big envelope with a contract that says, this knocks my sock off, socks off, uh, contract attached. And that is your metaphor for life success. How do you think your book stands out in its genre or category? Well, I think it stands out in every category. And as, politi when, as political writings go, this is going to be way more entertaining. As comedy goes, this is going to test the bounds of how dark you can go when it comes to comedy. In terms of how-to, I've got, spare, you know, I've got stripped-down messages and simplicity that for that, if you buy that $1 book and you actually use it, you will have the tool you need for success in every area of your life, wealth, health, and adventure. And if you're looking for scandalous memoirs and tell-alls, I'm naming names. I mean, the day before this book goes, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to release a secret that may completely ruin somebody's life. But the guy cheated on me. So, yeah, karma's a bitch, and especially if I'm the one who delivers it. I got, I, I, I got see, I, I went astray when I start getting into the emotional stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's more emotional. It's more scandalous. It's, it's more educational. It's more bizarre. Why would you not get on the list to buy this experience? It's an experience. It's a ride, baby. And why wouldn't you get on the list to buy that for just a dollar? Just a dollar, people. Just so, but before we go, but before we go, Mr. Harvey, <laughs> I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, our fourth season with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chefs in one of the five-star restaurants in downtown Toronto. So please do listen. Food 101 plus one more. Our books are out. Not only one, but 13 volumes, people. Food 101, volume one. Basics until 13 is the only books that you need. How to create a delicious food. Available on Amazon and leading online bookstores worldwide. So Mr. Harvey, what kind of readers do you believe will connect most with your book and why. I have been building a niche among uh, middle-aged divorced dads. <laughs> I, have to, I have to tell you, you know, why because, yeah, middle-aged divorced dads, they, they see me as something of a god because here I am. Um, again, the problem with audio is you do have to 
go to harveywizard.com. And this is what I look like now. And yes, I am 65 years old. And people are like, well, you know, what do you do? And all of the secrets of what I do are in the book, right? So, so you're going to want that. Um, if, you're, if you're someone who wants to know how to, you know, how to make millions, um, if, you, if you're someone who wants to know how you can legitimately make millions, then you're going to want the book. If you're someone, you know, I talk about the loss of my only child and how I was able to find joy relatively soon after her death. So if you're someone struggling with grief and loss, then you may be interested in the book. And if, here's who's going to be interested in it. If, you, if you've known me throughout your life, and if you think carefully, and if you've done me wrong, I may be getting even in this book. So you may want to yes. pick up a copy for that reason. And remember, you can't sue me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sue me. So have fun. Have fun, everybody who's wronged me in my life. <laughs> so, Mr. Harvey, do you think there is a sequel for this book? Or oh, there's, there's going... There's going to be many sequels. I'm just getting started. This is just, you know, the the outline. I, I realize any one chapter could be its own book because, um, you know, I basically lived my life to create my stand-up comedy routine, you know? So it's, it's fundamentally interesting because every day I say, what stupid risk can I take today? No, and, and to be clear, I, I say stupid uh, tongue-in-cheek because... It's all about carefully considered, calculated risk. Carefully considered, calculated risk is the number one ability that one must have to achieve all great things in life. Very well said, Mr. Harvey. So what? What was your advice will you give to aspiring authors who are looking to embark on their own writing journeys? Write about what you know, which is what everybody says, but it's absolutely true. Write about what you know and think about, by talking to other people, notice what are the aspects of how you see things that are unique to you. If you define your own uniqueness, and then pay attention to the details. Great writing is all in the details because you want to show versus tell. You want people to understand your message through the specificity of the details and the degree to which those details create images which are both visually powerful and emotionally powerful. That's how you do it, baby. Yes, and stop procrastinating, people. Go, go, go. If you have the passion to write, go for it. Who knows you are the best in the making, like Mr. Harvey Wizard. So, Mr. Harvey, can you please invite our listeners to support your 2024 U.S. presidential uh, candidate? And All you got to remember is Harvey Wizard. Because if you Google Harvey Wizard, you're going to find harveywizard.com. There's my email there. Uh, 
you could say, how do I get on the book list? And I'll do it that way. But basically, you just go to harveywizard.com. There's a picture of the book with a button that says become a wizard. Uh, so you get it all. You get, you're going to have the opportunity to buy the book for a dollar. You're going to be the first to get access to my new content, which I'm going to start putting out on a daily basis, you know, because you always want to do the job you're aiming for as if you're doing it now. And I'm go I see myself as president for all in the sense is kind of like they do in, in the old days in, in, in the, uh, uh, in, in in Vienna, you know, where they would be certain emperors who, on a certain day, would actually allow the populace to come in and 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 he would try to solve their problems. And if you just get on the list at harveywizard.com, you send me an email, I will do my best to solve your problem too. Whatever it is, relationship, can't make money, I need a job, whatever your problem is, I, I probably can put you on the right track or connect you with the person who can solve your problem without stealing your money so it's all there i'm the president for everybody starting today and all you have to do is go to harveywizard.com that's harveywizard.com <laughs> <laughs> for the u.s president <laughs> harvey wizard inspiring word for the people uh, around uh, the united states you want me to in in inspire them yes all right you can do it as long as you see the challenge clearly. And that means brutal honesty. I'm going to be delivering it, but if you are brutally honest with yourself, brutally honest, that will set you free and set you on the right path. Here we go, people. Let's support Mr. Harvey Wilson. Uh, for the books or being the candidate of the president of the United States. So, Mr. Harvey, thank you for your time. Thanks, Daniel. 